Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to remind listeners that Cannabis Health Radio is supported by our listeners. Corey and I would encourage you to go to the donate page on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and make a pledge. You can make a one-time donation only, or you can become a monthly supporter for as little as $3 a month, the price of a cup of coffee. And we thank you for your support. More than three years ago, at the age of 51, his wife Susie was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Joining us from Vancouver, British Columbia, to tell her story is her husband, Chris Lorio. Chris, good of you to join us. Thanks very much. Uh, Thank you for having me, Zach. Chris, tell us Uh, about some of the health issues that Susie was experiencing that led you to take her to the doctor. Yeah, she had actually been having her period nonstop um, for a year. Uh, several times we had gone to the doctor. I, I had asked him to run more tests. Uh, we were told that she was going through menopause because of her age and told us everything was okay. And same with my wife saying, you know, we've got to listen to the doctors. They're saying, you know, I'm, I'm just fine. Uh, she started, so she actually, she couldn't go to the bathroom. Uh, she hadn't been able to use it for a week. That's when I was finally able to convince them to send her to a specialist, and we found out she had six to eight weeks left to live. What was the diagnosis? They, she had cervical cancer, and again, she, she had less than eight weeks left. They said there was absolutely nothing they could do and told us to just go home and wait. And the cancer and, was causing uh, a blockage in her bowel. Is that right? Yeah. Well, she she hadn't been able to she hadn't been able to use the bathroom for for over a week when we had seen the doctor. Yeah, she couldn't uh, she couldn't uh, have a bowel movement and she couldn't urinate either one. Wow. And uh, yeah, and she had started to run a fever of one hundred and five. So the doctor said she had six to eight weeks to live. What did you do? That's right. Well, at, at that point, um, you know, I, I wasn't willing to, to give up. So I started going on the Internet, researching and trying to find anything to, to help with cancer. And I was literally spending uh, 18 hours a day just researching on the Internet. And I came across a video by Rick Simpson uh, called Run From The Cure. And I read that, and I also found the Corey Yellen story and went there. At that point, I said, well, I started looking up, like when I saw this video, Rick Simpson saying, I cured my can- um, you know, cancer with cannabis. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard in my life. Uh, like I was brought up, you know, cannabis is bad. You stay away from it. It leads to other drugs and all this stuff. So first I started doing this researching on Rick Simpson. You know, is he a fraud? And, you know, he's trying to take advantage of people and take their money. And I couldn't find anything. And so I started researching cannabis and started finding more and more supporting what he said about the cannabis oil. I tried to 
see if I could get it. I, you know, I didn't know how to make it. Well, actually, from the video you learned, but I didn't know how to get it. I thought, well, maybe I could track down Rick Simpson. I wasn't able to do that, but I did find the producer of the of the film Run from the Cure, and he was kind enough to put me in touch with Corey, who was a, a huge help to us and a huge help. Yeah, Corey tends to put people uh, direct people in the right uh, direction. And mm-hmm. she's been uh, extremely helpful. So all this time, Susie was mm-hmm. still unable to go to the bathroom. She was experiencing a high fever, and mm-hmm. she was essentially—I guess you could describe it as auto intoxication. She was she was dying. Yes, yeah. And I uh, when when I got in touch with Corey, she was kind enough to help me find someone um, that could uh, help us with uh, cannabis oil. So I had, uh, you know, placed an order with this gentleman and, uh, you know, he said, you know, it would take about a week to get to you and because I have to make it and so forth. And he sent it out and I actually thought Susie was going to die before it came. Her fever was increasing. It was going up to 106. You know, she was looking absolutely horrible. And then, you know, the, the oil finally arrived. And uh, 15 minutes after her first dose, which is the half grain of rice size, uh, her fever was completely gone. Uh, after three days, she was able to use the bathroom again, both have a bowel movement and urinate. And after 10 days, her period stopped. And she had her period. So, she had her period for a year. Yes, nonstop. Yeah, because that's where the primary part of the tumor was sitting, and it's you know because of the cervical cancer, and that was what was causing the bleeding. I remember so, the uh, first time that I spoke with you guys, and I remember talking to Susie for just a minute, and well, not even a minute. And she sounded so so ill and weak. It was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the change, I remember talking to her a few weeks later, and the change was just mind-blowing. I, yeah. I think I said as much, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing, like night and day. You know, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the oil was um, quite quite expensive. But the, the person that I was getting it from, we had placed our order again. I sent him out, and I, I was getting it up to last year, like another six weeks. And I got half of what I usually get. And I contacted him, and I said, you know, what's going on here? Well, I was giving you double before. This was not something he had told me. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough money to get more. We ended up running out and uh, after, you know, a few weeks. And um, then after about a week, uh, her period came back with an absolute vengeance. And she lost about three liters of blood in two days. And uh, we had to put her in the hospital. They, When we got to the hospital, um, we're like we're in emergency. And, you know, it's already within a, you know, I'd say we were there about five minutes and the emergency room doctor comes and he's, you know, asking us, what was she taking everything? And Susie's going, no, don't tell them, don't tell them. And I said, honey, we have to tell them everything you're taking. You know, it's not a problem. And I said, cannabis oil. And he goes, oh, I see. I said, but he says, this is why she has cancer. This is why she's in here. I said, excuse me. She started cannabis oil after we found out that she had cancer. Not before. He says, no, 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 no. This is the reason. You take cannabis. This is why she's in here. The guy was a complete ass. But also, he told this point, we we had 
she had to do a round of radiation. He said, if we don't cauterize the tumor, she is going to bleed to death. There is nothing else we can do to stop it. And she was supposed to be in the hospital uh, seven to ten days. Uh, she ended up in the hospital three months because she kept on catching diseases um, from the hospital staff being spread around. It wasn't anything related to her cancer. They kept on picking up stuff from that. And, of course, the only people I had contact with were nurses and doctors. Now their patients are coming over to her bed. So they were actually spreading this around, and she kept on picking things up, and they kept them in here. And they, over that period of time, convinced her that the, and even Susie knew this, but they had her on morphine, all these drugs, and, you know, it was affecting her head. And they convinced her that the reason she had cancer in the first place was because she took the cannabis. Even though you you suggested to them and told them that it was not as a result of the cannabis. Oh, absolutely. But they yeah. convinced Susie that that's what it was because they had her on so much morphine and everything. She was hallucinating. Oh, I and, see. Okay. Yeah. And so they were able to actually convince her because they kept at her every day. They kept telling her every day, this is why, this is why, this is why. And they actually mm-hmm. convinced her that the reason she had cancer was because she was on it. So it was a struggle. For me, once I got her home, it took me a month before I could convince her to go back on it again because they had messed with her head so much. And so I finally got her back on and started doing that. But, you know, unfortunately, again, there's the, the cost of the oil and that being so high. It was hard for us to keep her completely pain-free, and we had to rely on pharmaceuticals to help keep her pain down as well. So I couldn't get enough oil to keep her, you know, keep the pain completely off. Although at at one point, um, I, I did run a GoFundMe, and I was able to, there was only at one point we had her completely pain-free for about six weeks because I, I got enough where we were giving her two grams a day of oil that was working but unfortunately that was run out and we had to start relying on you know pharmaceuticals again i i still uh, like where we were living we weren't able to you know i couldn't make any oil because if i tried to do that you, you don't make it in your house that's a really dumb thing to do and if i may try to do anything outside the neighbors would call the police in an instant so we still had to purchase and with that the cost is definitely a lot higher and you know, to try even to try and make it yourself, because I'd have to buy all the plant material. You know, a pound of buds, at least at the time, would could run me anywhere from uh, two thousand to eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So it was uh, quite, you know, quite costly. Yeah, and a pound will generally make sixty grams, so it's not making that much. Yeah, yeah. Not not at, not so, when you're thinking that Susie's doing two grams a day. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's just the just to try and buy it and do it myself. I didn't know, like I hadn't heard about anything like Shake, which is considerably cheaper, right? And to do that, but at the time I only knew about buds, and it's just the cost was really high. In the end, actually, what killed her wasn't the cancer. I was able to keep her alive for over a year, but uh, the doctor changed her to a drug called fentanyl. And unfortunately, she after you know after a year, we'd actually eliminated the seventy five percent of her cancers, and the doctor put her on fentanyl, and she suffered all thirty two possible allergic reactions to the drug and died in three days. Yeah, it was horrible. She was holding her own, and then boom. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they put that on there. I had them remove the patch after one day because I could already see as soon as they put it on there. And I told them, they said, well, don't." I said, you either remove the damn patch or I'm taking it off of her because I could see that she was declining. And even after 24 hours, it was too late. It, uh, It killed her. So it actually was that that did it, and and not the cancer itself. Fentanyl is such an awful drug. No one should, uh, if if you have cancer, you need to stay away from that. It's just going to shorten your lifespan. Chris, let me back up a bit. When you took mm-hmm. Susie out uh, back home from being in the hospital, uh, did yeah. she undergo radiation in the hospital? Yes, she she did. She had ten treatments. Okay, and uh, when you brought her home, because of the brainwashing, I guess for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. medical profession undertook when she was in the hospital to to stigmatize mm-hmm. the taking of the cannabis oil, mm-hmm. how difficult was it for you to convince her to go back on it again? Oh, it, it, it's hard. It took me a month to convince her to start up again, and it was really tough. Because they, they convinced her that this is the reason she was there, and um, she was really angry at me because you know that was the she was still on the um, morphine and everything, and her head wasn't straight. So she thought that being on the cannabis oil is why she ended up here. And you know, finally, after some long talks, and for at least for me, she figured she was making me happy by doing that. I got her to go back on again and then, you know, started getting her, her pain, you know, back down. And, um, I said that that was working, but unfortunately, again, like I said, the, the cost involved, uh, that made it difficult and she had to use the pharmaceuticals. And I, I'm quite sure if I knew then what I knew now, she'd certainly still be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you fought. Up. You fought incredibly hard. It was a really um, bittersweet love story to kind of watch go down. Chris, wasn't there a point where you had the police involved at the house or something with the home care nurses and yeah, all um, this hassle well, over they, oil? It was just a yeah. Gong we show. were actually what we were doing. I actually had ordered some cannabis paste from a. There was a new company online, and you know we're taking the oil. I was trying to get you know something else to try and help her. And we were waiting for it to come. And the police, uh, the, the nurse came uh, to check on Susie. And she, she, I want her to go back to the hospital. She'd only been home, uh, you know, a short time. And I said, no. I said, we're waiting for the cannabis space to arrive. I said, I'm quite sure this is going to help her. Uh, this is going to be here by, you know, tomorrow. Um, we will know immediately, like within a day. If this is having any effect on her, if it doesn't, I will agree for her to go to the hospital. And the nurse says, no, she's going now. I said, no. I said, we need to keep her here. The moment she goes there, you guys aren't going to let her take this. So I said, she needs to stay. The nurse called the police. The police and the ambulance came to our home. I said, no. They said, we're taking her. I said, no. And uh, they put, you know, they put me to the side and uh, they, you know, Susie's telling me to come and wait. Otherwise, they're going to put me into handcuffs and I'm trying to, you know, stop them. But I had no choice. And Susie said, no, I want to stay home. I do not want to go to the hospital. I want to wait to take the, the pace. And they took her 
uh, they actually dragged her off screaming, saying, leave me home. And they took her to the hospital. He ended up uh, doing the fentanyl patch after that. Chris, that's a horrible... myself, I, I actually think that the doctor did that to induce death. Yeah, that's a horrible story. Yeah, and I'm pretty positive that that's why they did it. Because they figured there was nothing that could be done. And I think the doctor actually did that knowing that it would induce death. I can't prove it, but I believe it. What did they list Susie's cause of death as? Cancer. Yeah, well, that's the the age-old story. Yeah, I was actually, and I wanted to have an autopsy done, but I was told it wasn't allowed because they knew what killed her. And I couldn't afford to have it done on my, I couldn't afford to pay for one to be done. And so I'd have to rely on the the government doing that. And I requested it, but they wouldn't do it. It's interesting. Uh, Listening to your story, I was thinking that, you know, if Susie, if you had the finances to get the amount of paste or oil that you needed, Susie, I believe, would be alive today. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Uh, but at that point, as I said, I didn't know how to make the, the paste. But if she would have had the full amount of oil, there's no doubt in my mind that, that she'd be alive. And certainly if I knew then what I knew now as far as making the paste and the paste oil, she'd definitely be alive. And I, I would be able, from, from what I was paying then, you know, could have made her a full treatment for about probably 10 to 20% of the cost of what I was putting out. So, because I, I know how what to do now, and also the a pound of um, buds can run you again. Like you go to the dispensary, you're paying two to eight thousand dollars for that. A pound of shake, you can get from anywhere from three hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on where you're going. Considerably cheaper. That makes it a huge impact for for people. And the thing is that they think that shake is necessary. It's good. Good quality shake can be just as strong as uh, buds. So you just have to look around a little, know what you're getting, and you can still make very good quality products with it. Chris, explain to me, someone who's not familiar with, with shake, what is that? Well, when they go and uh, trim the uh, like all the buds and they do that, these are the leftovers. When they do all the trimming, they're the bits that fall on the floor and everything that's left, and they sweep these up, put them into a big bag, and that's the shake. It's all the leftover bits that are done after that. So, uh, again, if it's good quality shake, it's just as good as buds, and the cost is way, way down. So if it's someone where money is an issue, that is 100% the way to go. But it's tough to find. You have to have a really good relationship with your dispensary because most uh, 90% of actually the oil that's made at the dispensaries is made with shake, not buds. Because they make way too much money on the buds themselves, so they generally use shake. So this is very hard to get a hold of. Oh, interesting. Well, I think it depends on what dispensary you're talking about, too, though. You know? Yeah, but true enough, true enough. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that dispensaries are doing anything wrong. This is generally, most of them, this is what they use to make it. So there are some dispensaries where they care more about the people than they do about the money. There's a couple of them out there. But predominantly, a lot of them, it's, you know, money is still their business, and that's kind of what they're after. Chris, tell me the difference between cannabis oil and cannabis mm-hmm. paste. Okay. Uh, with cannabis paste, uh, the everything is left in. You do not waste nothing. You consume the entire plant. 
with the oil. You're taking your material, you're soaking it in a solvent, uh, whether it's alcohol, um, alcohol, isopropyl, whatever you're using, and then you're burning that down and you're left with the oil and you throw away all the plant material. With the shake, uh, well, I'm sorry, with the paste, everything is left in and you consume the entire plant. So nothing is wasted. It's actually considered 2,000% more efficient than oil. Not that, you know, oil is absolutely great. It's fantastic. This is just, you know, another, uh, another option. And uh, see, when, when I, before Susie passed away, I had made her a couple of promises. One was which is that I try and find a way to help others, other husbands, other wives, other families not have to go through this. And, you know, something about making the oil is that it can be very hazardous. This is why you hear about people, you know, blowing themselves up. They try and make it indoors and all those fumes from that alcohol float in the air and they don't think about making it outside. I couldn't do it outside because of my neighbors and I had to find a safe way to make something that would be effective. And I found about uh, canvas paste and my first recipe was just basically coconut oil and plant material. And I built on that to, you know, what I have now. And I, I started, that's why I started making the paste in the first place over the oil. Yeah, so you're convinced that uh, paste is better than oil, but oil is still no, great. No, no, oil, no, no. I'm not saying better. No, no you're Just, not. You know, it's the equivalent. But as far as like when, if I'm you know recommending to people, what I, I say is that you do, for cancer anyway, it's what I make is a combination of paste and oil infused together. Two full treatments in one. You take two liters of paste and 50, 60 grams of oil is put together. So you're get actually double your chances of getting that cure. And that's where also the shake comes into play because it is so much cheaper. This makes it easier to do this. And this way you double up and, you know, you're, you're increasing your chances of, uh, you know, curing the cancer. Chris, how did you find out about all of this? Well, the, the cannabis paste, I uh, first came um, on my Facebook. I read about a gentleman named Rick Ewell. He was promoting the, the cannabis paste. And so um, he actually a me- was a medicine man for his tribe. And he told me about this. And he says, oh, I can't, you know, I use this. And this is just, uh, you, you can't use coconut oil. He says, or you can use glycerin. And, you know, you put it in there and says, this is how I cured my cancer. So I took that first basic recipe and started working on that to where I am now. What I, I put on mine is there is coconut oil, glycerin, uh, cilantro, parsley, ginger, mango, chocolate mushrooms, and dandelion root, along with cannabis, of course. And, do you, and everything that's in there has, has a purpose. Right. And with the oil, you just t- you start off uh, with a small amount. Do you do the same thing with the paste? Yeah, you're doing um, an eighth of a teaspoon four times a day, and you're building up to seven teaspoons four times a day. And it's the same as the oil. This is done over a three-month period. It's exactly the same way. But again, this is, if you think about it, again, this is when, when it's cancer, I, I still recommend people I do both infused together. So they actually are taking both oil and paste at the same time. So in that way, it's actually stronger than what oil is or stronger than what, you know, the paste is alone. We put them both together and you actually end up with a, an even stronger product. Well, a combination. And a better of, chance of cure. Yeah, a combination of the paste and oil. You should call it POIL. Yeah. 
Call it point. Yeah, well, the, the, other, the other advantage to, like the one advantage to, to the pace, now the one thing about uh, cancer patients is keeping weight on is very difficult because their appetites go down. Even with the oil, sometimes that can bring the appetite up, sometimes it doesn't, uh, depending. There are a few people who it doesn't necessarily affect them that way. And the paste, once they get up to a teaspoon, it is 100 calories. Now, that may not sound like a whole lot, but seven of those a day, 700 calories. It's not the end-all and be-all, but it will help maintain their weight, which is huge for cancer patients. Do you take uh, the paste yourself? Yes, every day. Every day. How much do you take a day? I take one teaspoon a day. Two years ago, I weighed 335 pounds. I am now 175. Run, Run that by me again. How much did you weigh? 335 pounds. And you today you weigh 175. 175. So you've lost 160 pounds. You've lost yes, half your yes, half your body weight. Yeah, half my body weight. Plus, I had I have many health issues myself. I have extremely severe allergies, and I used to sneeze anywhere from two to sixteen hours every single solitary day of my life for about the last seventeen years. It may not sound like you say, oh, yeah, I get allergies. People don't understand. It was, my, was so severe, it was very debilitating. It actually had put me in the hospital a couple of times with fluid on my lungs because I'd, I'd be sneezing and coughing so much. I also had what they called um, nocturnal leg cramps. It would only happen a couple times a week, but I'd wake up screaming because uh, it was so bad. Uh, from from the pain that I would get in my leg, as well as I I'd had diarrhea for uh, six years and hemorrhoids for seven. And after I I started on on taking like first I had taken the oil like I took one little bit on my finger I put some oil on my finger put it up my rear and my hemorrhoids were gone uh, within three days. And after being on the paste for a week, my allergies stopped. After 10 days, I had uh, no more diarrhea, and my nocturnal leg cramps went away. I Instead of like a couple times a week, I might have it happen once every couple months now. And my allergies, instead of it being every day, once every but, well, about six or seven weeks, I get them for a day and they go away. It's completely changed my health around. Uh, plus, I, I have a brain disorder that affects my memory. It started in my 20s, and it's... It mimics Alzheimer's. So unlike Alzheimer's patients um, where things accumulate with what I have, you recover. So it doesn't accumulate over time. But can you imagine being in your 20s and you forget the name of family members and things like that? So the cannabis has made a huge impact on my memory. It's so much better. It hasn't been like this since I was in my early 20s. Some people will probably say it's a good idea if you forget some members of your family. (laughs) I was kind of thinking the same thing. (laughs) Chris, I want to ask you about your weight again, losing half your body weight. And did you change your eating habits at all? Well, I I did a little bit, but in the sense that the the cannabis helped me do that. See, what a lot of people know is that, you know, you take cannabis and you get the munchies, which is true. But what they don't know is that if you are 50 pounds or more overweight, it can actually have the opposite effect and suppress your appetite. So uh, that helped me make that choice. And before I, I did this, I used to eat two 200 gram bags of chips every day a 200-pound bag of cheesies, and two liters of pop. And I cut that crap out. Holy um, diabetes, Chris. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, I, uh, when I, and I, when I first started 
trying, like I hadn't done any walking or anything like that. And when I first started, I could maybe get to the end of my block. And now I can do 10 or 20 kilometers. Actually, I started that when the Pokemon Go came out. I actually walk 10 or 20 kilometers now every day. <laughs> Good for you. The rain has been a little bit bad, but I used to, I couldn't even walk down the street when I first started. How soon after consuming the cannabis oil slash paste did you notice differences were occurring within your body? Oh, immediately. But actually, I had, uh, like when I was, for myself, I just usually just take paste. The paste oil that I make is just for the like people with cancer. So I, I just take the paste alone, but uh, I notice differences, <laughs> excuse me, within, I'd say, uh, three days of taking uh, the paste uh, within um, three days, I already uh, noticed the difference. My health had already started to improve, and certainly after uh, being on it for ten days, my allergies were gone, and my you know the nocturnal leg cramps were gone, and my diarrhea was gone, my hemorrhoids were gone. It was amazing, and I had already noticed my memory starting to improve a little bit, but it, that took a little bit of time. It was over a period of months, and then, wow, I noticed all of a sudden, wow, my memory's so much better. Because it would be, like, sometimes I would forget something, and it'd be, like, maybe somewhere between, it would be four hours, or, like, a week later, I'd remember, oh, yeah, that was it. But now it's, like, immediate. Within a few minutes, I might forget something, and be, like, five, ten minutes later, oh, yeah, that was it. Which was a gigantic improvement from waiting a week to remember what it was. So, Chris, in, help, in helping others, have you noticed uh, that their health improved as well? Yeah, well, I uh, as well as it uh, not just with folks with cancer, but uh, I've helped people with the pace with um, diabetes and Crohn's and Parkinson's. It does wonderful stuff for Parkinson's patients. They're able to get their shaking down any from ninety to up to one hundred percent, and uh, improve their lives, you know, greatly. And I have a friend with very severe arthritis, and for her, she just takes a sixteenth to one eighth of a teaspoon once a day and completely controls it and she can work and that's all she needs chris it so was it, uh, it was great to talk to you and I, I appreciate you telling Susie's story and uh, your story as well it was very gracious of you thanks very much I appreciate you having me on today thank nice you meeting. Chris very much there you have it another episode of cannabis health radio wherever you are listening in the world thanks very much we very much appreciate it and thank you all of you for your support you've been listening to the cannabis health radio podcast visit our website cannabishealthradio.com and follow us on facebook and twitter Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, 
Maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.